And welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Big Juicy Givanisi. And today we're talking about quitting your day job and focusing on your business full time. Joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. Hey, man, how's business? Sup, dude? Business Sup. is up and to the right. So I'm happy. As, all right. <laughs> that's all. That's all you ever say, and that's uh, it's good. I, do one I literally say the same thing every time? You, well, you've said it. I think the last three times. But oh one day you're gonna be like, wow. "Oh, down and to the left." <laughs> so when people ask you, like, "Is Andrew creative?" You're like, "Meh." Eh. <laughs> he he's consistent. Uh, he, he's he's one of those c words. Uh, all right. Well, listen. Um, we we got a lot to get into today. Uh, but before we do, today's episode is brought to you by. Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable, and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. And, and I, I, I want to do something else before we get into the show. I want to ask you, Andrew, like mm. what you're currently working on in your business right now. So uh, I mentioned you own listenmoneymatters.com. We kind of pseudo started it together, even though you had it probably what, like six months before I came around, right? Mm. Back in 2013? You started in 2013? I probably was doing it, I don't know, six to eight months before you and not like, oh, I was, I was really going crazy. I, right. I wrote maybe like five things okay. or, or ten things. I think it was like 20 things. Maybe it was 20 things. Yeah. Could have even been 50 things. Oh, no. I've actually... No, it was definitely... I feel like it was definitely 20. I don't okay. know why I know that number, but it... Like, so, you know what? It's been... 2013 five years you know uh since i started it's, it's getting very close to six years do you celebrate at all <laughs> like anything <laughs> i'm serious are you a robot uh, i'm serious do you celebrate like the anniversary of you being in business or anything no i mean neither do i th- this past year although very timely for the episode i i did a oh it's been a year since I haven't been working at a job. And, uh, but you did nothing. But I didn't do anything. I, I just, yeah. I don't even think I showered that day. But that, yeah, you know, is half par for the course. Yeah, Steph, Steph gets on me because she thinks I should celebrate more. Mm. Like when I sold Roasty, 
She was like, you should, we should go out to dinner. I'm like, eh. Okay, so we celebrate some milestones. Like when there is a company that sends us a large check. Oh, you'll, yeah. We'll celebrate that. You'll, you know. you'll take all the money out of the ATM and just like put it in the bed and roll around in it? Yeah, exactly. Rub it okay. all over my face. Right. And, yeah. yeah, that's very common. A lot of people do that. They're all singles because it's usually not that much. But Right, you know. right. And just like <laughs> you endure the paper cuts the next morning. You just endure. <laughs> that's right. A uh, little Neosporin, you'll be fine. Uh, so what do you, so like, okay, it's been six years. What are you currently working on? Like, like, uh, like, seriously, like you have, I mean, just to give some context to it, because I don't think we really talked about the context, at mm-hmm. least on this show, we definitely talked about it on Listen Money Matters, the podcast. You have a website, you have the listenmoneymatters.com, which is just like, it's like a content site. It's Right. You wouldn't call it a blog. Uh, I I call it a blog to my friends. I mean, I feel like blog is such a shitty like lowbrow term. Yeah, so I agree. I'm I'm very self deprecating, so I just say I'm a blogger. I'm a blogger, and I make that blog money. Yeah, you know? it's a resource though. It's like yeah, I I, I call for, it for personal finance. Our north star is is an ultimate personal finance resource. Like that's what we're like. I want to like raise the GDP of everyone who listens to podcasts. Got it. And and then you have the podcast, and then you have some other stuff going on. But mm. what are you currently? What are you currently doing? So you you have inspired me a bit to revamp some of my processes. Uh, mm. Literally yesterday, so we get a, a lot of emails from people, um, which is a great side effect of saying our email address on like f- <laughs> five hundred episodes or f- whatever. Yeah, um, and it has. It, it like wavers between like insanely unruly and just like completely broken and like we're not answering people and but we want to and we're trying and so we we fix that a little bit. Um, How many and, emails do you think you get a day? Uh, I think Intercom said so. So this is not the best metric, but I think we start about four hundred and fifty new conversations a month. And wow. so some of them, but see, some of them are people that are reaching out for ads. Some mm-hmm. are just, I don't know. I mean, a conversation is not an email to us. That's an email that gets a reply from us. Got so, it. So some of them are business oriented. Yeah. Um, Candace does it. She's on our team. I do it. Laura does it. So we're just kind of trying to fix that and, you know. It's funny that you mentioned that because that's exactly what we're doing too. <laughs> uh, I so I currently we get quite a few emails at Swim University. I I've put our email address out there. I think in our autoresponder, we're like, "Hey, ask us a question. Like, just respond and yeah, and we'll just help you out with your pool and your hot tub." And I like I don't know how many emails we get a day because I do have somebody that answers those customer service questions basically Mm. um but when she doesn't know the answer or can't google the answer like she has to give them to me and she gives them to me in asana and i answer them and blah 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 we're Uh, literally focusing on those not making them to me right making it less likely yeah yes so that's what's happening and so steph is sitting there sitting with me the other day and i was telling her i'm like every monday wednesday and friday there's like six or seven emails that come into Asana and I have to answer them. And not that they're hard. Like I know mm-hmm. a lot about pool care off the top of my head. So I just, you know, enter in a couple sentences and it's done. But I have to do that three times a week. And it just gets, it's just kind of annoying. Like it's just time consuming and annoying. 
And I and I thought like, man, this would be so great if I just didn't have to do this job anymore. And I'm like, but who else knows about pool care? Like, who else is going to be able to answer these these questions? And Steph sat there and was like, she she had this idea about how to answer emails and also sell more products because of it. And I was like, like my brain exploded. I was like, oh my god, we need to do this like today. Mm. We didn't do it yet, but basically the idea, and I I wanted to share this with you, and I guess I'm doing it on the air. That's fine. Uh, is <laughs> it's it turns out like people uh, when it comes to those kind of questions, like we both you and I are just very we want to help. We want to mm. we want to. I think like everyone t- deserves a response. You know, everyone the, our does job deserve a is response. to help them. I agree, mm. but. A lot of times what I do is I just send them a link because they just don't know that we have a resource already on it. They just ask. you know, They're on their phone or wherever they are. They just want to know an answer real quick. So a lot of times we just send them an email that's like, here. Um, it's a lot of what but, we do. Yeah. But people just want to be heard, it turns mm. out. Or we're going we're gonna to test this, obviously. We don't know this yet. But the idea is like people just want to be heard. And if we can't help them, at least we respond it. And so the idea is to start re- like creating these template responses based on if statements. So like if you know we can't find the answer on our website, do this. If we can't find it via Google, say this. And in all of those canned responses, we have basically these soft pitches into our paid guides. Mm. So saying like um, – I guess, for example, you know, some people will say, I'm having trouble with my pool cleaner. I can't figure this out and I can't diagnose it. I'm, I'm, you know, sitting all the way here. I, I, I can't touch it. It's, it's hard for me to diagnose, but they still deserve a response and us trying to help them out in some way, whether that's pointing them to a different resource other than us, like, you know, the miracle on 34th street, Santa Claus, <laughs> who's, yeah, go over to Kmart and get your, you know, toy or whatever. Cause we don't carry it here. Uh, so doing that, but then also saying like, also, you know, as part of the templates, also we have this book that you might find really helpful and perhaps giving a discount to those people to get them to, to, to kind of like move forward into a more, for, uh, like long lasting customer. So that's what we're going to be working on this week or in the next few weeks to kind of remove the the burden of me having to, you know, answer emails all the time. So it's at swim you so money if, lab. I answer all the emails. It's all me, baby. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. So it's not, that's not going away, but at swim you it's, it's become, it's not that it's a burden. Like it takes me maybe 15 minutes, but that 15 minute every other day is just like, you know, I see it come into Asana and I, I kind of roll my eyes and go, ugh, and I just power through. Mm. But I mean, scalability is hard when, so you have we to do that. Constantly. We still don't have products, which is something we're talking about again. Or, yeah. You know, hoping I can just pay you like a cup, maybe like 30, 40 bucks to like do for sure. us. <laughs> uh, but like, I guess our takeaway in lieu of pushing to a product is like, I want to know why it's being sent to me. And so, yeah. If, if we don't have content for it, well, then, damn, we're creating it. We're creating just it, literally. Yeah. So, like, there was two things in my inbox that, that made it to me that I kind of ignored. And they're the same question. So let's just make a thing for it. Right. Well, okay. So, yeah, I, I, we could literally talk about this all day. Because yeah, this could be an entire episode. In fact, probably should be. But um, 
I want to talk about you. That's my favorite topic. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, you quitting your job. Mm. You did it last year. Yes. And, I mean, yeah, you were working on... I don't want to tell the story for you, but I guess to give context, like you were working on Somebody Matters since 2013. You had a day job. Mm-hmm. And it finally was time for you to quit that job and do this full time. So you are now full time working on Listen Money Matters and other, you know, projects. Yes, as is Laura. We we that's all we do. All right, so just give me the whole rundown. Like all tell right. me what tell me what happened. So, uh the the ultimate goal was literally to quit my job. I did the Passive search for passive income, found that old friend who used to be number one, but now if you search for passive income, you find me. Ha <laughs> sucker. Uh-oh. But anyway, so that was the ultimate goal. Shots fired. <laughs> and uh, you, uh, you were there for a lot of it where it's like year one, and I'm like, I'm ready to quit my job. And like you and Laura talking me off of the ledge of the cliff, like, dude, we're making negative money. You're not doing it. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, they were like, um, I went to like FinCon one year and there was like a speaker and I don't even know what they're talking. Maybe they're talking about how like now I'm unhirable because and I'm like crying in the audience because I'm like so deeply resonating and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was podcast movement. Ah, yes. Oh, okay. So you, you remember me like weeping in the back then. I remember that story. <laughs> I was because I was there with you. I remember yeah. that story. Yeah. Um. So yada, 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 obviously didn't happen all those times for very good reasons. And uh, I I kind of became entrenched in like, well, I guess I'm going to be working until this is this is like cooked and I could quit. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by cooked? So um, I think that so there are some people who might be like, look, as soon as this thing that I'm building makes a thousand dollars a month. Like I am out because I hate my job and yeah. I, I dig ditches and I hate ditches. Like what? No dig, you don't know anyone that digs ditches. Come on, <laughs> they have machines that do that now, right? Okay, <laughs> fine. That's not a thing anymore. They just work at a cubicle. That's true. All right. Yeah. So so fine. They're they're, they're cubicle farming, whatever. In a tank. So I, I had a job that was good. Uh, it paid well. Um, I was I was getting well. some of that. So at my peak, my total comp at work was about two hundred and ten thousand. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I'm. I'm serious. All right, uh, all right. Last time I talked to you, I think it was like one fifty, right? So uh, my base went up to uh, I think the highest one was one forty five, and then mm. I was getting thirty at the end of the year, and mm. then I was getting retention bonuses. Um, oh, and so like some total up to I think that the peak was uh, two ten. Damn, that's a lot, right? Which makes it harder. Okay, so what happens? And I obviously run a personal finance podcast, and I probably said as much on there. But uh, or anyone who has made money of any denomination knows as you make more money you spend more money there's a lifestyle creep and then some things that were nice become requirements like um negronis 
<laughs> That's okay. an, it's an expensive habit that I have. Yeah. Um, and so I want, I guess I wanted to quit for me. You know, it's a very selfish thing. Like, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but I wanted it to be a net good thing. And I didn't want to, like, wake up in cold sweats every day because I couldn't make all the numbers add up. Um, you mean, um, what do you mean by that? Like, I was thought I understood. So there, there's, like, the mortgage. There, oh, okay. There's food. Yeah. And uh, and what had happened, uh, and, and I think this is the best result of waiting and doing the full-time job, is, like, I couldn't do it all. And Laura had quit her job. And she was uh-huh. she was helping, you know, working on a full time um, while you still had your job. Well, I still had my job, which and was, and 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 to give context too, you live in Hoboken, which it's a, is it's a high income area. It's expensive, yeah. It's expensive. I, I could if I'm on my roof, I could see the Empire State Building, and you know, right. we could. So, yeah. what do you think that that equates to as just a general? I mean, what do you think that two hundred and ten dollars is in? Let's say like. Even like rural New Jersey, I I think uh, maybe one fifty, one twenty five, probably probably less. I mean, okay. uh, uh, my I have a thousand square feet, and my apartment is <laughs> right. six hundred cost me six hundred fifty thousand to buy. Right. If you were in Kentucky, a thousand square feet, it may just come free with purchase right. <laughs> of yeah, with your McMansion, <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. like. Space is at a, everything's at a premium here. Yeah, because um, it's a city. Yeah, because it's a it, look location, location, location. Like exactly. it's very close to um, where Gossip Girls was filmed. Oh, so that's a, that's the claim to fame. Yeah, right. That's that's why I everyone mean, knows of New York. Right. I think it, it's like <laughs> I think it's important to to distinguish that because it's like it sounds like a lot of money. Like it sounds like two hundred ten sound. It is sounds it like is a lot a of money lot. to me. It, yeah. I, like I would be an asshole if I said that. I mean, I would be an asshole if I consumed it all. Honestly, sure. I believe so. Even in New York, like so you, you were stashing that away. So we were stashing it away. Um, and what happened is because obviously I wasn't making this the whole time. I was doing Listen Money Matters. I think when mm-hmm. I met you, maybe I was making a hundred or like one twenty total or something a month. Yeah. Right. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean? Uh, okay. Right. One hundred twenty thousand so or, or okay. hundred thousand. So, so it it was a ramp up. But sure. as it ramped up, like I, I had a job, and even though mm-hmm. Laura was helping, there was I had space plans. I want to do all these cool things. Mm-hmm. So we brought people on to help, and. Um, one, it helped us get to the numbers that we needed faster, but it also made it like ever more difficult for me to quit because then I had to keep paying for people to do things. Right. Because you were using your own money to pay people. So for maybe the first two years, or maybe uh-huh. not even completely the first two years, it was like a, there were losses. And then after yeah. that, there, it was positive, and I... In in the goal of quitting as soon as possible, funneled every dollar that it made possible. And there were times I literally couldn't plug all holes with dollars. Every dollar possible back into the business. Where were those dollars coming from? So they were coming from, um, by and large, uh, affiliate income. From the site? From, from the website. And so we learned hard early on and then hard again maybe every year after 
<laughs> and we are still learning hard that I, I just don't believe that podcasting is a viable business. Um, and that's the end of the show. Uh, we'll be- <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can't, it can't be your only, the only piece of your business. I have right. not been able to drive meaningful revenue through it. I mean, it makes money sometimes, and it's great. Sure. But I mean, I do think, I mean, you can't, in, in your Look, in Freakonomics your Radio right. makes serious money. Right. You know, so, Joe I mean, look Rogan. At Gimlet. Yeah, Gimlet makes serious money. But right. uh, for every Gimlet, there's a thousand of me's. And for mm. every me, there's thousands of people who are just starting. Um, yeah. So, so it's challenging. And so a sure. lot of time was wasted chasing that versus... Like, the website makes us money. That, that's where we make our money. Right. And because you had both. You had the website and the podcast. Mm-hmm. And the podcast was growing. See, that's, this is where I, 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 I kind of – because I'm about to learn a lot because I don't know really what happened after the, the first two years we worked together. Like during those next three years, uh, I don't know what happened. I went full psychopath. Well, so I remember when we mm-hmm. were doing the podcast, like the podcast was exploding. Yeah. And the, and the website was secondary. Mm-hmm. At what point did – when, I guess when I left the podcast, did you go, well, we're still going to do this as much as I don't want to. Should we focus on the website more? Like, what did you, what decision did you make at that moment? So when we were a small business and we didn't have like many creations and certainly not many like really strong creations, you know, Google wasn't giving us much love. The, the little traffic we did get to the site, I had going through separate affiliate links that I was saying on the show. Like I would say, go to listenmoneymatters.com slash betterment. And in like the first like year and a half, that was all the affiliate income. People literally saying, Andrew said this and they typed it in. Like love these people to death. Uh, Because it wasn't for that, I probably would just given up. So the podcast did work. So it did work, but our little dinky site, I learned very quickly, was converting far, far better. And mm-hmm. just it, it got to the point where I, I was tired of just saying it verbally listenwhymatters.com slash betterment, listenwhymatters.com slash whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and it kind of made me feel a little dirty. I, I didn't yeah. want that. It was, it was taking away from the fun. Um, got it. So that, that was that. So at that point, you started working on the sh- on the on the website. Yeah, and and prayed to the SEO gods, and we've had oh so many conversations about it. Um, sure. And that was, I mean, that was what got you from like so. So when I left, that's what you focused on. So that that was my main focus, you know. And we obviously tried to improve the the podcast, and this yeah. is something that we'll have to do when we record next. But I'd gotten good at doing like deep research, and then we've become good at creating like enormously valuable, awesome resources as a result of that research, and just kind of combining all of it together into this one mon- mondo resource that has like audio, video, graphs, blah blah blah, will right. rank in Google. Um and and so that all kind of yeah. Okay. And then at that point so where, where so where so 
A lot of it also at, is direct traffic. Like we get a sure. lot of people who I guess just type in the domain because sure. they know of the the podcast. I think if you look in Ahrefs, it's like two point eight thousand people every month just search "Listen Money Matters." Yeah. So so it's because not because like, of the podcast, though, right? I mean, that's right. Where they're and coming so from. so I guess I, I don't want to like bid a little of the podcast to nothing. The podcast is huge and awesome in its own right, and it. I just used it as a funnel for the website. Right. And I okay. perhaps used them both as funnels for each other. So at what point did it was it like, okay, we're you're actively working to quit? Was there ever a moment where you're like, okay, look, I need to quit at this time and so you you had a whole plan or was it just like So hey, what happened? Like, yeah. What happened in those 3 years? There's so, like a 3 year gap for me. I had uh I think about like 3 and a half years and I I had tried and uh, we had tentatively agreed, and I actually we had ten- you're talking I, about you and Laura. You're, me and Laura had, had okay. uh, tentatively agreed based on whatever specifications. I don't remember exactly what it was at the time, but it was basically a certain amount of income. Um, and uh, it was it was decided enough that I had literally told my friends, and we had celebrated with my friends, and uh. Then through conversations, I, I lost ground, and we decided that I, w- I wasn't going to quit my job. Like it, it didn't make sense as much as I wanted it to make sense. Can you give me, and where are you willing to give me more details on those conversations? Yeah. So, uh, I if th- you remember them, yeah. So, so I, I remember a lot of like the sticking points, and I think uh, look. Affiliate income is oh so sexy in mm-hmm. in that like you create these things and it and like so I imagine them as like little seeds you plant the seed and the it grows into a tree and it earns you money forever it's like a, the literal sure. most literal money tree ever right and listen money matters is literally a forest of money trees Got it. that that have grown the the problem is that. Uh, not all that different from Swim University. Like everything is cyclical and has seasonality. And sometimes you're in favor with Google, sometimes you're not, or sometimes someone creates something better than you. And so you got pushed down through competition. Um, And we've never been able to really well forecast our income. And Mm -hmm. I think it is more a factor of how affiliate stuff works and just the nature of that business and so we've had high highs and we've had low lows and uh not being completely confident so so okay the the sticking points were not being confident in the income and its stayability perhaps being too deep with a single affiliate um Mm -hmm. and not ever wanting to draw down the money that we had saved through, you know, iHeartRadio and, and stuff like that, right. my, my job. Right. So the, the goal was, at the worst case scenario, you know, like it nets to zero. It's not, we're not running negative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, so you're at this point where the, the website isn't bringing enough stable income per month where you feel comfortable to let go of that you know whatever you were making at the time 200,000 or whatever mm. i would have i was we were agreeing for me to leave into a less lesser income at that right. time do you know exactly what that was 
Like, do you know? Like, did you? What did you agree on early on when when you celebrated with your friends? Like, do you remember that number? So, if I had to, uh, I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say uh-huh. maybe Lisa Money Matters was making a hundred a year total, and got it. Arrived at that number based on like the sum total of our mortgage and what our average credit card bill was over yep. years. We we like. Just based on our spending requirements, like we will save zero dollars, of course, and but that you was would like, be free of a job, right? That was the initial. So, so you had decided, like, okay, um, if when listen money matters makes a hundred thousand dollars a year, like we can like, and and you felt confident about that, and you knew that going forward, then you would say, okay, I would leave iHeartRadio, it would leave that two hundred dollar two hundred thousand dollar a month job, and both you and Laura would be. Would live on a hundred thousand dollars a year, and obviously that was the pie in the sky more, idea. Well, yeah, but I mean, mm. I can see that making a lot of sense because then you would have all the time in the world to work on your business. Well, it would free you up totally. So, so I saw it that way, and then maybe sure. I wish I was talking to you because no one else thought that made remote <laughs> sense. So, like, wait, how much are you making, and then you're going to quit to make how much? Like, they, no one, everyone was sure, uh, perhaps rightfully against it, and I, sure. I make decisions but often i make decisions of consensus like i have my idea but if well, everyone sh- thinks it's a bad idea i'm pr- i would probably not do it right okay that makes that's fair so, so that was the that was the original number so so that was the original number and after it was i was and like and again like i want to reiterate uh just just a that would have been I, I bare wanted- minimum like scraping the metal like the you know yeah, so right, but but that two hundred thousand dollars that you were making mm. at iHeart was paying for both you and Lara. Like that was your total household income. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then you would be so then going down to the hundred thousand dollars, that's still your total household income. Yeah, so we would have more than halved it. I mean, I wasn't making that much at that time. Maybe right. total comp, I was making like one sixty. Still or, more, right? But it would have, it would have been down, and yeah. Okay, so you yeah, you're essentially you would have took a huge pay cut, right? And but not. I mean, honestly, the guy, I, I yeah, had I been there at the time, I would have said that that's not that big. So cut. So some things that that weren't accounted for, you know, obviously seasonality and, and the compensating yes. income. Um, we also paid people to help us do things. Yeah. And so, you know, it was like no confidence in like the consistency of the income and then what fire everyone so I can do things that I probably didn't want to do. Not probably <laughs> that I didn't want to do anyways. Right. Like you write know? articles. So, yeah. So I was getting like, uh, downgraded. I was getting demoted. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, after that whole roller coaster, I was like, "All right, it's on. Like this, this has to happen." And so that's when podcast ads turned on. That that's uh-huh. when like everything turned on. I went from like we can get there tastefully the way I want to do it to okay, we're running the entire way there. Yeah. Okay. Timeline. Um, you had this hundred thousand dollar decision. Mm was made, what, a year prior to you quitting? Two years prior to you quitting? I'd, I'd say closer to two, yeah, okay. two years. So, you didn't, so like, it took you two years of running. We almost tripled the income in that time, though. Okay, so, you, so in those two years, you were running full speed, you and Laura, 
and obviously you still had a job, so you could do you can only do so much. And so running for you was what you just mentioned podcast like turning on podcast ads and really pushing that so we we went found everyone who does podcast ads we wound up signing up for mid-roll yep uh, I, and laura was recording ads i was recording ads we were prospecting we had a whole process to go and f- yeah i mean it was that 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 was fun so much fun and you're being sarcastic the the most ever <laughs> it was it was the worst i was like stalking people out on linkedin i'm like ah Ugh. this guy is a decision maker for this co- oh gross yeah i get yeah. it though it's <laughs> gross though I, like i was dead set on yeah. this shit happening and um, i felt yeah. like i was only getting older yep well that's true so you were you were when you say running you're meaning like let's boost the income like it what like because that's that is like you had an asset Mm. You had an asset that was sitting there and that you were working on, that you were recording episodes on weekly, and it wasn't really making you that much money. We weren't so concerned with that. It, you know, it was uh, after you had left, it, it, mm-hmm. focus changed. I didn't have the time. It, mm-hmm. the, the thing felt different and was different. We, we, we essentially built a different thing than what we were originally building together. And I guess... Uh, yeah, I mean, I never. You remember, I never wanted to do ads. I, yeah. I was staunchly against them because I felt like it was getting on a treadmill, you know. And, it, yeah. and it, to a degree, it is. Um, a, after, yeah, hamster wheel. Like, yeah, I've heard that ha- hamster wheel. Too, right? Yeah, like never at, ending. When we first uh, were talking, and and I think I was like, Matt, every article on Swim University needs to be monetized. Like, yes. so help me God. Like, we're doing that. We're measuring it, blah, blah, blah. Listen, money matters. Like, I, I didn't apply that logic to myself. And so after mm-hmm. we were at this point of like, or I was at this point of like, shit, I want to quit. Well, then every article was on the table. Mm-hmm. Every every avenue to make a dollar was on the table. And we kind of, we attacked it like that. So affiliate, obviously went back to through all your articles on listenmoneymatters.com and and started adding affiliate links started signing up for affiliate links i imagine mm. like affiliate programs that that were relevant uh sold ads on this podcast did you do anything else like to to, to get to triple that income um you know honestly a lot of it came through growth of of the brand you know, we, I think a lot of the effort that we put to better monetizing things gave us incremental improvements then, but we were mm-hmm. small then. You know, we're still small, but uh, relatively, you know, maybe the site was getting that year, like, I don't know, 80,000 people visiting, like, a, a the month. The whole year or the month? No, no, like, uh, maybe, maybe it would be like a month. Yeah, because okay. we're like 300 something now. So it was maybe that was like a month. Okay. You know, so now we're multitudes larger. So it just, the, the work then is paying off more now than then. Got it. So so you did the initial, and this is pretty much what I did too. Mm. You did the initial like monetizing the content and then building a process to monetize future content. And set then the started, rules. Set the rules, right. Mm. And then started working on adding more content to grow more traffic to the site, which ultimately leads to more like affiliate link clicks and, and conversions and uh, I would imagine helped the podcast grow in an audience when you when you were driving more traffic to the website since the podcast was sort of integrated in the website mm. 
and then that helped you to sell more ads or maybe charge more for ads. And so like over two years, you were able to take something that was making $100,000 pretty shittily, right? Yeah. To making 300 essentially uh, better. Yeah. Like, or at least more, at least, at least more optimized for, for income. There was also this thing that I only realized after the fact, and it applied to everybody, you know, and it yeah. hurt people like Mark Marin far more than me. But Libsyn, who hosted our podcast, was calculating stats incorrectly. Mm. Um, and there was a point where we went from $46,000 an episode down to thirty, but we were essentially able to monetize earlier and, and sell. We were... Un- unbeknownst to us, we were selling numbers higher than reality. So wow! So we we benefited from that for for a year at least. Yeah, <sighs> that's insane. Yeah, that's a what a fucking fuck up. <laughs> well, yeah, because dude, uh, when when the real numbers came in, that was devastating. I, I was I was like borderline depressed because I don't know like. 25% or whatever a third of the show was actually non-existent, you know? Oh my god. I mean that that kind of that's kind of the the moment when Amazon changed their fee structure for me and it was like, "Oh, a third to perhaps half of your income will just disappear today." Mm. Well, starting on March 1st. You know, it was just and- like crazy depressing. Like I took it I took a whole month off because I was so depressed. Because you fight so hard for that, you made two hundred more dollars this month, or you grew yeah. something by, by you know a thousand listens. We grew this month. We grew by whatever, and for just like multitudes that to be wiped away is it's devastating. Yeah, yeah. It's like all that hard work for nothing. Yeah, you thought you were winning, and then well, hey, you did grow, but yeah, it just it just it does suck to get that taken away from you. Mm. What what? At, all right, so let's let's kind of like bring it home with uh like you quitting like tell me like what like leading up to like at what point were you like oh shit like i like i can quit now or like can i quit <laughs> laura can i quit now like what what the fuck happened we uh made a series of of really shrewd business moves that I attribute more to luck or the the type of weed that I was smoking at the time. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what what did I'm it. I'm going to attribute it to the weed. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably. Um, and uh, we we were we had a few winning formulas. Um, one of them was we would go because people started to know who we were, and we would uh, build an affiliate relationship with X company. Mm-hmm. Then I would email them. And I would talk with their CEO and get them to come on the show. Mm-hmm. And I would do essentially like an interview with them, monetize mm-hmm. it verbally like I did way back in the day. Yeah. Um, and then I personally would write like an exhaustive, ridiculous review and just t- attach all of it together. Yep. And that was very, very lucrative for us. Got it. Uh, so that, that formula worked. And I was I was able to repeat it, you know, maybe six times. Mm-hmm. Um each each time incrementally better. Um until the last one that I did, uh, which was a uh, Roofstock, which is this rental property. Uh you could buy like rental properties online and they just make it like stupidly easy. And I had been interested in rental properties, I did all this research. We essentially did a focused month on it. Mm-hmm. Um and 
blah, 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 the checks from Roofstock uh, were, had, had like tripled our income. So we, we had went from, and I don't know, I don't remember. And you're talking about affiliate checks from Roofstock. Yes. Okay. Not actual affiliate properties. Right. I, we, we had bought, we have three properties now, rental properties, and we had bought through studying, and this is before I even interviewed the guy, and perhaps yeah. why it was impactful, because I had already owned three, and then interviewed yeah. the guy. Um, but we crushed it with research. Episodes were awesome, like talked about. We got tons of links, and da-da-da-da-da. And, and that alone lifted us like far above the bar that was necessary. Mm. Um, because the necessary bar was a little over two hundred, I'd imagine, because that would have replaced your income and then allowed you to still pay the people that were working for you. Yeah, like because how many people at the time? Like, did you increase the number of hires over those two years, or was it still like the same? Because I, I mean, like when we were working together, it was just uh, you, me, Laura, and Candace. Mm. That was it. Yeah. And- so it really was just the only person we paid for was Candace. You know, okay. and then. Uh, we added in developer. I built this uh-huh. SaaS tool, which earned me more money through Roofstock. It, it earns me money now, but was far more useful in the Roofstock relationship. Okay. Um, and and we had went from I don't even remember what the number was. Maybe we we're making eight to ten a month to making like I, I would it would it was obvious that we were going to make more than twenty five a month. It was just up, it. you know. Uh, and then it was like kind of. Bringing some of the other revenue up because you know one one egg is is right is bad in one basket. Yeah. Um, so so well, it, was, it was basically one ba- what's one basket. <laughs> one, egg one egg is bad in one basket, but you have one egg in two baskets. The, oh, that's, the that's egg's broken. broken. Egg. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That was uh. that's a terrible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so like yeah. So was it how quick did you go? Oh shit, we're making enough money. Can I quit? And you were like, and both of you were like, yep. And then you quit. We uh, did. I. I mean, it was great, and we went on a few awesome vacations, and we stacked a lot of money away. Uh, but I, I didn't buy for a second that we were going to keep that. I mean, they, they were paying us three times more than I felt would have been a max of what was ever worth what we were providing to them. Got it. And uh, so we used that uh, to bring some other people on and and essentially Mm -hmm. focus on – it was a cash injection that we needed. Got it. And then at what what month did you decide, I'm going to quit? And then what month did you quit? So – the the deal we we had reached income targets that were enough um and and so what happened is like as i would reach a target like the goalpost would move and then of course. Laura, Laura would be like well okay we also need this and i guess it was mm-hmm. good because we we then were super prepared um but we were both nervous like it, yeah it, it's ridiculous to quit um and so we then saved up enough cash uh what well, what was your question <laughs> the question is, is, is what month did you decide? Uh, 
So you, what month did you decide you were going to quit? And then with what month did you actually quit? So I quit, maybe almost quit one or two times that year. And I think we had decided in May and I wound up leaving like the last day of July. And I think okay, I gave them. Okay, so it was them, pretty soon Yeah, after I, you had made the decision. I gave them, I think, three weeks. No, I mean, I, I talked to my people there and they knew I was gunning to quit for a long time. A lot sure. of them had listened to the show. I talked about it, and <laughs> right. you know, I had eventually given my two weeks or whatever notice. But they were well aware that I was half out the door by that point. Sure, okay. And you had did, now? Did you build yourself a runway? Like I know a lot of people before they quit a job, you know, create basically build up a, what they call a runway of you know six months of income so that you know you know, God forbid something happens or, you know, it just basically gives them like a long period of time to just sort of like not make any money and still survive. Mm. Did you do that prior to quitting? Yeah, we, uh, so Listen My Matters paid us salary and mm-hmm. we had it, I think Listen My Matters, it, it didn't, based on what it earned and blah, 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 uh, we, we wound up keeping about 40 in there in the Listen My Matters account yeah. and that was deemed far necessary and roughly the same on our end. So, I, I, I so, so we had 40 and 40. Our runway was like 40 for the business, 40 for us. Okay. And like that literally the business would have to be failing for X amount of time for us Got to it. even be dipping into our 40. I understand. So 80 total. Yeah. So how, and how long of a runway do you think that, that earned you? Six months? I, I, had done, I had done the numbers and I, I, I'll pretty pessimistically and i think i'd estimated it been it would be about like 15 months or so that we could have lasted uh if like say i i think the goal if like the, all the all the valves shut off right like it was like roof right. stock's gone you know yeah. this is doing yeah. whatever you know we, we would have been pulling maybe maybe we've been running like negative five a month or three a month or whatever it would have been right now during this whole time um you i, I mean it's at least from what i've known about you you're a saver Right, mm. yeah. So when we were originally working on Listen Money Matters, were you saving money? Yeah. Like I, all right, like you were investing, you were putting money into like you know your retirement funds, like you were doing all that stuff. Even during, you know, when you were making like all the money, mm. like like you were you because you were doing so well, right? You were you had a job, so you were still making the two hundred plus the three hundred. Right, mm. so like you had shitloads of income coming in. Yeah, we we bought, we bought rental properties. We saved okay. a lot of yeah. You put a lot. You, so do you have a lot of money stashed away, personally? Like Pers- you said, you said eighty. You said forty for yourself, forty that, for the that's business. In, that's but in like, cash. That's in cash. Yeah, that's not like that uninvestable. Include- this is our Liquid. oh fuck fund. Yeah, yeah. So. um yeah, we saved a lot, and I, I think maybe not in Hoboken, maybe in Hoboken, sure. many people would say that the amount we've saved is enough to just be retired. Right, to live off of. Yeah. And I, I think it's, what, a million? We, we did it better than that, but yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, I mean, in, off the 4% rule, like, you could live, at like, what, $30,000 a year? I would never want to live like that personally. No, no. I mean, actually, no. It would be more like $40,000 because it's 4%. But yeah, there's obviously, but you, so so you were pretty safe quitting. Like you were in a fucking real safe situation to quit your job. Yeah, yeah. You didn't really jump without a safety net. It it didn't feel, I felt like a psychopath 
the whole time. Like I couldn't believe I was doing any of it. I wanted it so bad, but yeah, we we were very um, conscious and, and uh, careful about it. Uh, I see you rolling your eyes. What are you? What are no, you... I'm not rolling my eyes. It's just like it's stressful to think about. Mm. Um, but ultimately. The way you did it, I mean, the way I did it was completely the opposite. It was like I had no money, no cash, nothing. Jum- I jumped without a safety net. You built I, your parachute even, on the way down after you jumped well, out of the airplane. That's not even true. I mean, like, look, I was I was um, let go from my business, from my from my job, and they gave me a year. Well, the government gave me a year of unemployment, which mm. I had been working since I was thirteen, which I fucking deserved. Uh, if you ask anybody, I'm not a freeloader. But I took that year and, and built a business with it, and you know, yeah, worked my fucking ass off. And now for you're a year, job and then creator. Was able, and yeah, now I'm a job creator. So thank you, government, for the business loan. Um, so I, I mean, yes, but I also like downgraded my life just because like I didn't want to be known as a freeloader at the mm. time because uh, I did feel that way. Uh, but yeah, I did it totally differently. Like, I, I wasn't safe at all. I was completely reckless. Like no plan. I was just like, this is gonna work or. I'll go live with my parents. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'd rather, I used to say, and still say, I'd rather live in a cardboard box than have to work for anybody else again. Mm. I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll self-sacrifice before I have to go get a job. But with, so like now, it's been a year since you've quit. Right. Has there, like, it's been great, right, the whole year? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so this is, this is kind of like, because we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're running out of time, kind yeah. of. But at this point, like the the, the thesis that I want to cover is: should you quit your day job if you're doing this kind of stuff? You you you've just told a story about safety, like mm. complete safety. Yeah, right. And my short—I mean, if anyone knows, like my short story is complete unsafety. It's balls out. You know, risk risk. You know, as as much, as high as it can go. Um, knowing what I know now, I, I don't think yeah. it would have taken me five years. I think could have done it in like three, three and a half with sure. as much safety. What would you have done differently? Uh, not spend a lot of time doing shit that wasn't going to work or was stupid. You know, I was, uh, I would see other people do things and I was like, ah, I'm going to do that because that worked for them. But Give me an example. Like fizzle. I've done the same thing. Fizzle. I I loved the business model. I love the the business model. I love is find a few customers and then convince them to stay forever instead of sell infinitely forever. I yes. don't want to do anything forever, so I just want to like provide value and then keep them. And so I was like, you know, that's a great idea. Uh, let me let me do like a community type thing. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. Yep. Um. So it was just a lot of time spent doing that that ultimately really didn't work when you could have been doing something that would have worked. But how would you have known unless you did it? I I, I didn't think a lot of things through. I guess I wouldn't have necessarily known. Yeah. Um, we spent a lot of time and money creating articles that were, would have been viewed by a subpar from anyone at that time. We we just uh, we were like okay let's create as many things as possible and get really wide and and we yeah. we lost focus on quality and why we would be better or good. You know? Yes, I've done. I've been through that too. That's totally. And I think a lot of people. Have, 
I think everyone's going to go through that. Anybody that does a blog or does some sort of like website article writing comes to that moment of of no, like oh I spread myself like I I was writing a bunch of eight hundred word shitty articles mm. to cover all the keywords, and yet you end up like really just doing mediocre on all of them. And then when you do one really good article against one keyword and you rank number one and you see that all the traffic comes from that one article because you did that, it's an, it's an epiphany moment of like, oh man, if only I just did, you know, and that's why content audits are so common now mm. because people like, like with some university, we had like 350 articles and I literally deleted 180 of them within the last year. So and it works and it just it just mm. condenses and you and you realize that like that's what Google's looking for less shit to worry about you know yeah so so you so you yeah so you could have done it faster we by were obsessed with faster things. and it turned out faster doesn't mean more faster means deeper got it that's a good quote boom faster <laughs> means deeper baby oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> or faster <laughs> and deeper right what it what, like so in the so in the last year yeah now that you've quit your job and you're doing this shit full time, mm-hmm. what do you like? What, how does it feel? Is it like, is it, I don't know. Like you said, like, no, shit hasn't gotten like less anxious or stressful or whatever. Like why? So, uh, a lot of it, a, a big part of it has to do with this like mindset shift. And, and this is why I can't wait to do an episode on why fire is bullshit. On Listen Money Matters with you because and financial independent retire early. Is that financial what independence retire early, and so the whole thing is I'm chasing this goal, and I, I slowly and it's funny because I'm talking to these guys at the the event that we we're at, and uh, they're like, "Oh, that's sad." Like I, I literally based all my life around achieving this singular goal, and and it is you know, and people do this for early retirement, and it, it's a bad way to approach it because then when you hit that thing, like what is next? Right. Like you did it. Cool. And so, so right. I was like, I did it. I'm just not going to shower. I'm just going to lounge about and I'm just going to drink beer all day because I nailed it. Yeah. You, you, you won life. Yeah. And, and at like, least in your eyes that like <laughs> that life approach is destined for disaster. I told yeah. I was telling everyone I was retired. I was like a big asshole. Uh, Who yeah. wants to hear like what fifty year old wants to hear from a thirty three year old that they're, that they're retired? And I wasn't retired, honestly. Right. I was just. Right. I had to get my shit in check. And so, like this, the last year, like what did you, what what have you been doing now that you have all this time to work on your business? I gave myself a job again. My <laughs> my, my job is this why matters. I, I didn't I. I didn't retire. I quit one job to do another, you know. And so you're doing you're doing more work. Yeah. You, you think you're doing more work now than you were when you had two jobs? Yeah, I, I probably am. Yeah. I mean, almost certainly. But I enjoy it more. It's not work. I'm not like segmenting my life, finishing this to complete this or whatever. It's I could do this shit forever. Yeah. Um. It, all right. Let's let's let let's let's kind of wrap it up. Because uh, it just felt very much like an interview, although I, I didn't want it to be, but mm. I feel like... I'm prone to monologues. I just can't help it. Well, <laughs> I want to ask mm. maybe a general question to you now, and, and to me as well. Um, like, 
I'm sure you get this. I'm sure you get this a lot. Like, should I quit my day job from people? I would say hell no. You say that. Why do you say that? Because I, I, I kind of oh, go ahead. Why do you think that? So, um, when I wanted to cover income gaps to, to yeah. whatever, uh, I attribute most of my mistakes and poor time management or things to that mindset. And when I have been free to make the decisions that I think are best for the business, for me, blah, 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 uh, they've almost all been right. Like they, they've almost, they, the quality is so much better. And I think that when you need to scrounge for X dollars to keep going, you may find those dollars, but they may not be sustainable dollars or the ones you want. I think yeah. uh, to build something sustainable, you need a bit of mental freedom. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, I would totally agree with that. I usually tell people to fucking quit. <laughs> just like, I'm like, well, if you want to quit, quit. I mean, but you I, did trial I? by fire, and and you succeeded through like literally diametrically opposed methods and means. Right. I mean, I my whole my whole uh, you know mantra was I I never want to work for anybody again, and I will do whatever it takes. And yes, I made a billion terrible decisions during that time and i wasted hours and days and months and probably years doing shit that i should not have done you know still to this day like i mean even with money lab doing these little side projects like some of them are a complete waste of time mm. but i don't know it until i do it and i just gonna keep and and yes when i when i'm when you're looking for the next dollar constantly you make terrible decisions you're like i'm gonna buy 50 rental properties like that's where mm. all the money is and you do this you put yourself in this position of like, oh my God, where the fuck am I? And with, um, you know, with, if you have just a backup plan, if you had not a backup plan, if you just have like a safety net, right, mm. of money, I'm talking about money. Like I had, I had unemployment, um, but I knew it was going to run out. Like I knew I had a year. So like I had this, like I basically had a year runway of, of, of at least not having to worry in that moment where the money was going to come from. Like I was going to eat that day. Mm. And, but when you quit with nothing and you're just like, I'm going to go fucking do this. Like you do make bad decisions, but if you have all the time in the world to, you know, I, at the time I had no dependencies. I had nobody depending on me. I had no, like I didn't have really that many bills to pay. I think I was, I, I, I needed a thousand dollars a month. And I was taking website design jobs just to pay. For, that was like my safety net. Was like I'm going to do website design. So I basically had two jobs always. Uh, and so you think that like should you ever quit your day job? Yeah, I mean, you could do so much more, um, or do less. Right. You know. Yeah, doing less. Like, I do more. <laughs> well, some days you just kind of probably hang out. You're, you're oh, that's true. You're yeah. not motivated, and I think that's yeah, healthy Saturdays too. And Sundays. You have to follow like your your bodily flow. I don't know. When do you think's the right time to do it? Um, I would say uh, you got to give yourself maybe like a twenty percent margin of error. So when you're making twenty percent more than you are now, or or twenty percent more than you need to live, um, yeah. you could do it with confidence. All right. You feel good about that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that's your life, dude. This yeah. is your life. I, I'm happy with it now. I, I couldn't imagine getting another job. Um, but it, yeah, and and so do you have an 
like you mentioned, because this is this is actually a struggle point for me, hmm. uh, and this is like so. Do you, like, what's your next life goal now that you have? You you quit your job. You're doing business yeah. full time. You're doing like the thing. That, I mean, I d- yeah. For mi- ten years of my last my last ten years of life hmm. have been that one singular goal. So and I and I don't really I still don't really feel like I've achieved it yet. Wait, well, what's what's the goal? My goal was to work for myself. Oh, but you do. I do. Um, but we're not like. I'm not incredibly profitable. Mm. Like I'm not, I mean, we're still, it's still like, I still get paid a normal salary, like a normal job. So, so same. I, yeah, I guess, look, I, I remember we, we, we would talk and I would always say like, uh, I mean the, the number, it's just a number. It's just a, it's like a video, yeah. like I'm playing clash of clans, you know, and I'm like saving up all these points. But if I never use them, it kind of doesn't matter, and it's maybe yeah. a good replacement for confidence, especially if I'm not going to do anything with it. Right. But I would say to your to your what like question, what's the next goal? I I personally have learned that uh, that is not the right way forward. Is to I have like business goals, but sure. I'm not goal driven. I, I would like to think that I'm a mission driven. So what's the mission? So. Um, be like I would love to uh, provide personal finance education to everyone in the U.S. Like maybe in in at the high school level, uh, I, you know. And if college goes away, per, perhaps provide college level education that people can digest. You know, courses. I, I mean, just to raise the GDP of this country, the the world through teaching people not to make stupid money decisions so help people and if it's like yeah. i helped a million people how do i help 10 million people yeah the goal never the goalpost keeps moving in your in that in that thing yeah yeah because it's, it's almost like an impossible goal that you'll never achieve until you <laughs> die but it's like it's like going to mars right what happens when when leon musk goes to mars like then they got I don't know terraform it or I don't know have babies on mars that yeah does, can that happen yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know you know, I, I I think his goal is a little bit more loftier loftier than just going to Mars. But like, he wants an it interplanetary species. Like he wants us right. not. To, That's what it is, right? Planet redundancy is like, and his. he will probably be dead before that happens, mm. right? I mean, like, I'm sure he hopes hope, not. I'm hope, yeah, I'm sure he does. But I mean, he'll probably be dead. But mm. it's like it's like an unachievable goal. But if you work your whole life to, towards it, like you get so much done. I, I used to always say when people emailed us, because uh, there was like maybe one person a month that would email us, and I would reply like, "It it would it's emails like this that get me up in the morning." Yeah, and I guess I try and structure it all around things that will get me up in the morning. Right. Yeah, I mean that's for me. I actually don't have like a I don't have a mission at all. Mm. I don't have a goal really. I just for me it's like if I if I wake up and like not and i'm not miserable you know i'm just like my goal is to just enjoy like doing the like life and like enjoying each day it just kind of sounds pretty lame what if it was like to set a generation free you know you set yourself free through like running through like thorns and just dealing with shit and you got there but perhaps through money lab you can yeah i could but i I, for me i don't care that much Mm. i think i care more about how i feel you know, like if I feel good every day, 
and I wake up every day and, and like and I feel good and it's and I like the work that I do and I like talking to my friends and I like hanging out and like I'm doing like, I don't have like a goal really. It's like, dude, if like, you, it's easy if you want to feel good every day, eat pizza and jerk off. You'll be like hmm. the happiest guy. That's true, <laughs> but that would be I, see that's not true for me. I would be bored. Mm. Yeah, you same. know, because I get that done in what like. Five minutes. I can eat an entire pizza and jerk off in five minutes. So at that point, <laughs> challenge accepted. No, I, I like at that point, I would be bored all day. Like I, I'm just a person who can't be not doing something with their hands or or feet or whatever. Mm. So if I'm constantly doing something and and being productive, like the days that I'm productive in work, I feel fucking great. Yeah. The next day is like I'm so much of a better person, and I can take off on a Saturday knowing that like. Monday through Friday, like I got shit done. Whether that's like homebrewing a beer or recording eight podcasts or whatever it is, like as long as I feel productive in some way, shape, or form in my own, from my own decisions, mm. then I feel good. I know it could be anything, it doesn't have to necessarily be. So I enjoy the process of just like creating shit, I guess. It's just some days I don't do that. When I take when I take a two like two weeks of vacation or two weeks of I don't call it vacation because I'm running around like crazy, but right. like I just took you know f- almost four weeks of vacation and I came back like pretty bummed because I was like <laughs> I didn't get anything done. Like I just went away. Yeah, you know I just got drunk every night. Like that's not. F- I mean it's fun, but it's not. At the end of it, I'm like, Ugh, now what? Like I got to do something. <laughs> like, I get I get so anxious on vacation because I just need. I just want to come home and do work. Mm. It's crazy, but I don't know if that's helpful or even relevant, but um, I think that's that's all I got. What about you? Are you good? I'm good. All right. Well, listen, uh, I want to thank at JCD Fitness on Twitter for my new middle name. He uh, sent it to me via Twitter. Juicy. What is it? Big Juicy. Big juicy. Uh, and if you have any questions or topics you want us to talk about in the show, please email, email me, matt at moneylab.co. That's my email address. Also, feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. I'm open to try new ones out. I'm going to try a new one out every week, uh, see if it sticks. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. <gasps> Yeah, we're on Spotify, <laughs> motherfucker. Damn. Yeah. Or, you know, wherever you normally listen to podcasts, Overcast. Mm. I saw CastBox the other day. CastBox? Player, Player FM. Mm. It's like a billion of them, man. Just pick one <laughs> and listen. And if you really like the show, tell your friends about it. Point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber, too, and you guys can talk about it. Or ladies can talk about it, whatever. Um, leave a review. You can just leave a single emoji. It's the easiest review you could ever leave. What what emoji do you want? Oh, gotta have the eggplant. Mm. I, somebody already did that, but and then like after the eggplant, like a, a hoop of fire. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> oh I'm just thinking. Here's my here's my my thesis. My 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 hypothesis is that no one actually reads the comments or the reviews in iTunes. So if you just put the more reviews we have, the more social proof there is. So just leave a freaking emoji. Oh, my God, dude. You'll read the reviews. I and, do. I do. And read they're the writing reviews. them because you're going to read them. Oh, you know what? And I do read them. And so, like, what you should do is you should read them out loud 
just to Stephanie, whatever, and you'll be like, eggplant, eggplant, ring of fire. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I do read them all. It's not, I'm a psychopath. Maybe Although people can I, write you messages with like, I, C, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't know. You, P. Yeah, be cryptic. Um, okay, well, that's, that's, that's pretty much all I have. So, uh, dude, thanks for sharing all that shit, all the details. Absolutely, man. It was fun. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 